Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Girl What? I am your host, Danielle Denise, and I just wanted to say a huge thank you to everyone listening to my previous episode, The Dating Rotation. It was very telling about a lot of you that hopped in my DMs and text messages to let me know that girls are players and girls can't be trusted and blah, blah, blah. Give it a rest, okay? None of you are angels. None of you are perfect. Let's let's be adult here, Okay. Anyway, actually, that episode was really funny. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Y'all were really funny. But I digress. Here's a new episode. I have Easy, so easy, back on this one. Easy's from the first episode of I Survived Kanye's Sunday Service. And this episode, we're going to be talking about therapy and um, therapy sessions, dealing with anxiety. Sidebar. We're pretty inebriated. And by we, I mean me. We had a lot of wine. I probably don't sound the most articulate. But hey, this is a, a podcast. So enjoy for <laughs> enjoy it for what it is. Also, rate me five stars on Apple. And um, leave a glowing review. I don't have any reviews yet. I'll take whatever you want to tell me. The good, the bad, the ugly. So yeah, here you go. New episode. Enjoy. He has a song called Hot Girl. It's my fave. It's on my playlist. Really? I work out to it. Oh yeah. my fucking gosh. You were responsible for all 20 strings. I appreciate <laughs> you so fucking much. High five. Let's get it. Woo! <laughs> so today we're going to talk about therapy because you know who needs it? All of us. All of us. Okay. This is a worldwide problem. I think everyone should experience it at least once in their lives. I'm not saying you have to go all the time. And I'm not saying you have to go to an actual therapist, but you need to figure out your outlet. Okay. Get some shit off your head, you know? Okay. You know what I mean? We drink Cabernet. I think it's starting to kick in on her. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) I brought some, uh, I brought a Cab Sav. If you're a wine connoisseur, you know what I'm talking about. And it's delicious. It's called Bogle, and it's from Trader Joe's. Bogle from Trader Joe's. Fuck Bogle. We drink a sangria fire. Bitch. You know what? Hold on. Yeah. So Easy has uh, his own drink called Sangria Fives that you can find at your local cookout. You can find it at Comfort LA. You can find it at his house. It's the delicious. When we close like this. Absolutely. Damn, that's delicious. Oh, I like I like that voice. <laughs> Damn, that's delicious. Don't record me. Oh, oh, so crazy. Oh, there's a top on my phone. Sorry. Yeah, was that we part of it? Oh, <laughs> wait. I'm reading it. That. Sorry, put it over here. Keep that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So therapy, you guys, get with it. Get hip. Let's get into it. All right, what are we getting into? Let's just talk about therapy in general, because you are a therapy therapy ad. Advocate. Mental health advocate. Mental health advocate. Yes. Let's talk about your experience with mental health problems. Mm. Let's okay. check it um, Started having panic attacks about seven years ago. Um, didn't know what the fuck they were. Um, 
I would go out in public, start feeling very weird. Couldn't even walk around a mall um, at some moments. Uh, I got hospitalized like four times in a month just because I didn't know what I was dealing with. Found out I was like, yeah, (laughs) this shit was real. Um, They put me on the wrong meds. They had me on beta blockers and shit. Had me feeling like I was fucking the walking dead for real. Time out. What's a beta blocker? Some usually for old people. For um, some with the blood blood flow, like to your heart or some shit like that. I forgot exactly what it is. That but it wasn't scary. for me. I was fucked up. I could probably sue them niggas. You probably malpractice. Definitely. <laughs> um, I think my doctor, Dr. Kai, <laughs> bitch ass nigga. No, I was playing. <laughs> I was playing. Um, yeah, I got through that period of time. Um, they put me on like antidepressants like Paxil, mm-hmm. Xanax, all that cool shit. My doctor was Xanax is a real cool. <laughs> you know what it is, but it's not, man. It's not I'm, even something you want to party on, though. I, that's what I never got. They said, I'm pumping Xanax, nigga. I'm fucked up in the club. I said, nigga, you wild. Like, yeah, you doing a lot. Sweet, bro. <laughs> um, but the only thing I this is what people don't know. Uh, this is about like I said, seven years ago. When I was taking Xanax and when I got prescribed for it, the doctor didn't want to prescribe it for me because he said, we don't even know the long-term effects of this. So So they're going to experiment on you. That's basically what it was. He didn't want to prescribe it, but my panic attacks were so bad. I said, no, you're going to give me some of this Xanax. But when somebody says we don't know the long-term effects on your body, it's like, God damn, so why is this even on the fucking market? Y'all trying to kill us for real. Honestly, that's a lot of drugs. A lot of drugs. A lot of drugs so, are just like, yeah, let's just see what happens. Just, you know, and Paxil, which is like a mood stabilizer, mm-hmm. which is the worst shit ever. Just how you feeling like numb mm-hmm. and different and shit like that. And it's hard to get off these things. Um, I actually had to wing myself off of Paxil at one point. And that shit was rough. Um, you're supposed to wing yourself off of it slow. Like, so if you take one every day, um, you're supposed to, like, cut the dosage in half. So every other day, then, like, I mean, it's like once a week or some shit like that. But that shit had me feeling so funny. I just quit a cold turkey. Mm. And for, like, a month, the effects of that shit were terrible. Like, like withdrawal? on people. Not withdrawal, because I wasn't never going to take that shit again. Oh. Not would never say never, but... Um, <laughs> I didn't want to take it again. I didn't like how it made me feel. I felt so unlike myself. Um, Yeah. So that was that. But after I stopped taking all these things, I'd never looked into anything to help my anxiety. Mm -hmm. So I controlled it for a while. And then, you know, I got out to LA and I had panic attack like at 6 a.m. one morning. And I'm like walking down the street just trying to get my shit together. It was fucking terrible. Mm. And then, yeah, past year I started having more and more, and finally I said, "Fuck it, I need to go see somebody." I, I broke down in this place we're at right now. Mm. I just had a terrible breakdown, and um, yeah, I was like, "I need to go to therapy." You see how that just happens? It's like it takes over you. It's like, oh, yeah, there's a there's a solution to my problem, kind of. Yeah, it. But it took me a while though. Like honestly, yeah. like. Because you've been dealing with that for how long? Panic attacks, anxiety. Hey, my first panic attack was when I was in 10th grade. Um, oh, my God. But time. between, like, 10th grade and when I was, like, grown, 
I didn't really have them. I would have anxiety, but I didn't know what the fuck it was. You know what I mean? I just thought it was like, oh, my chest is feeling funny. You know what I'm saying? My stomach is feeling weird. You know, I'm pretty sure everybody gets some type of anxiety at some point, but my shit was just out the fucking roof. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, here we are. Damn. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. You just got some exclusive shit. No, no totally, <laughs> totally. Because I don't think I asked you that directly, but yeah. I can definitely say from my therapy journey, it didn't really start from panic attacks because I never really had that. Mm-hmm. Um, or anxiety. I mean, just your average amount of anxiety, nothing with meds. And I just wanted to do it before I turned 30. It was just like a mental thing of like age, being cognizant of the fact that I'm about to be 30, where I was at versus where I wanted to be and stuff like that. It was very personal. Yeah. And I do feel like therapy kind of holds a stigma to it sometimes because some people look down on it like, oh, you need therapy, you need help, right. or oh, you're crazy, quote unquote. Try being a 66 black man. <laughs> shit. Yes. And when it's black men, it's even harder. You have even more of a stigma to you. It's like, oh, what's wrong? What are that you going through? There, that nigga went out to Cali and went crazy, nigga. That nigga went <laughs> bullshit. And that's another variable for you because you're not from here. Nope. So you came to LA and you have goals, you have things you want to do, mm-hmm. but then, you know, you still have this problem. It's almost like a monkey in your back. It's always going to be there and I feel like it probably heightens it because you're here. You have to make it. You have to make some money. You have to survive. And you still have goals and your dreams. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot. LA, I feel like, can bring a lot to you, especially when you're not from here. And I mean, I'm not even from LA for real, but I've been here long enough to know what I'm doing right. for the most part as an adult. But at the same time, I definitely had a lot of doubts because it was like, okay, what what do I have versus what do I want? Where am I at? Like, I'm still single. Like, I had a bunch of things. So when I found the doctor and started going, it was definitely like, oh, okay. Um, I mean, the first appointment was rough because I didn't even know what overwhelmed me, but it overwhelmed me to tears where I was like, wow, I'm in therapy. Mm -hmm. But it was like a good thing. It was like, wow, like, this is something that could really help me figure out the big picture of my life, you know? Right. So I feel you. It, it's, it's, it's different. So now that you're in therapy, mm-hmm. let's get into it. I wish everybody could see this stupid-ass dance you're doing. <laughs> Thanks. Um, complexity. So finding a therapist is really hard. Um, did you just read the word off your notes? I did. Okay. Did I say it out loud? I yeah, said it out loud. I'll edit that (laughs) see the beauty of editing things is great Mm -hmm. but yeah so finding a therapist explain your journey with that because that that is a process that shit was fucking trash (laughs) fuck every insurance company man y'all niggas fucking stuck um so i called my insurance company and i get i get some lady she picks up to ask me all these fucking questions i'm like okay cool this is part of the process and I'm like, you know, I'm trying to find a therapist. Oh, well, you need to call this number. Oh, you know what? Matter of fact, I think I can transfer you. I said, okay, so she transfers me. <laughs> this shit was I terrible. Think I can transfer you. Nigga, like, I was like, you better. <laughs> like, so she transfers me to somebody else who don't know what the fuck they talk about. I'm like, mm. okay, I'm trying to find an African-American therapist or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we can't. I don't know if we can do that. 
And I don't know if this is the right place for you to call for that. So I said, all right, man. I, I said, <laughs> Who else am I supposed to right. call? Right. I'm like, y'all my insurance? Shit, what the fuck? They ain't taking all this fucking money on my check, and I can't get no fucking therapy. Fuck you. So I ended up um, I ended up not, <laughs> not looking anymore for like six months. I was just like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I tried. It's just not for me. Then I had this crazy ass breakdown because it was just so much fucking shit going on and like I just couldn't hide this shit no more. I'm just like I don't even know if it was a panic attack. I call it a breakdown because it was the weirdest shit ever. I just fucking broke down. I'm like, all right. Wait, where are you breaking down? Like frustration? Um, just a lot of shit on my plate. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Like just trying to figure a lot of things out. Like nobody, people can explain why they have anxiety, but at the same time, it's like, it's no answer sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's an answer, like, but sometimes it's just like, I don't know, shit is just going on, you know what I mean? And I might be just protecting myself now, because we're recording this shit, but okay, I yeah. had a moment. <laughs> you know, we just, I just <laughs> had a, line. You had a yeah, moment. I just had okay. a real last moment, and um, I don't know. I just knew at that point, I'm like, I gotta do something about this, because this is affecting people around me. You know what I mean? Like, I think at the time I was probably in a relationship. So, you know, it's affecting my relationship. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I'm like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> like, I'm going crazy. You can't see me like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm tripping right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, so I finally went. And that shit was fucking amazing. You know, to sum it up, you said I summed it up real quick. I mean, that's how it was. Though. But, okay, wait. So you didn't really say, okay. When you found her. Oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah. So they um so when I finally called back, I got a smarter person on the phone. Okay, got you. And they're like, Oh, the reason you probably had trouble because the person didn't know that we partnered with a mental health company. Oh you know, for our clients or whatever. And I'm like, so I'm I'm happy I wasn't about to smoke myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, cause could've this shit could have been very bad. Mm. So I tell them, I'm like, is there any way I could get a list of black therapists? And he's like, oh, yeah, let me, you know, type in this shit. So they gave me a list. He filtered it to ethnicity. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's dope because mine didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever call. this person was, you are the shit. Like, yeah. Like, for real. So they filtered it. Uh, they gave me a list of 10, 10 black therapists. Um, the way I picked it, I was just looking for the people that were closest like proximity to me right. you know what i mean and i kind of wanted it to be a woman you know what i mean mm. um something about a black woman yeah that's the same way shit. Mm. um yeah and i picked one and she's amazing you know what i mean it was like god thank you because man she she just knows she she can get words out of me because i'm an asshole like mm. it's certain shit like i'll try not to say you know what i mean just to see if like let me see how smart you are this motherfucker got a is a doctor. You know what I mean? Blow me out the water, but I, I think I'm smarter. But she definitely got me. <laughs> she gets everything out of me. I'll be trying to hold back and shit. She just get it out of me. She got it. She got the juice. So as she should. Yeah. She sure. worked hard for that. Right. Very hard. And she's getting her coins from it. So yeah. it's well deserved. That's dope. Um, I feel like for mine, very similar. Um, except uh, like the guy to filter out by ethnicity is fucking fantastic. 
didn't get that treatment, but they definitely were able to give me a laundry list of doctors that were in LA. Yeah. It was like 10 pages though. So it was like, cool, let me start cold calling because that's what you feel like you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that process is very long winded. And I was, I mean, thank God for Google because you can plug in these people's names, make sure they're legit, and, and they should be if they're part of your network. Right. But you can also see a lot of their photos to know who they are. But um, as far as like black doctors, it was very few, very few. I want to say I got about five out of that 10 pages and only one called me back within like a two month span. It took me about three months total to like really dig because it's just cold calling, um, hoping they call you back. And then the next part is availability. Do they have room for new patients? And then, oh, yeah, it's putting me on camera. Um, stuff like that. So it was so many variables. And then when they finally call you back to make the appointment, they had like the little, um, kind of like a screening, if you will, like, Oh, what are you looking for out of, you know, your appointments and your sessions? And I was just like, honestly, I just want to talk. I really don't have anything going on for real, but you know, I feel like I want to do therapy. It was like my only thing. And I even felt like that was so whack like I was just like this is all I'm going for but I think I was just really lying to myself because I didn't really know how well, what's to the alternative? Like, yo, I want to have mad problems I mean <laughs> like, I want to be fucked up like no, that's the stigma part because it's like usually people go to therapy with a problem you know yeah. they want to resolve a problem and I didn't know what I wanted to resolve versus mm-hmm. I just want to like talk through what I'm going through, you know, right. kind of like a guiding light, like help me help myself. <laughs> that used to be a soap opera, didn't it, guiding light? I think it is. Okay. I think it still exists. Randomly, Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, my journey. So I feel you. Um, when she called me back, it was like her assistant or somebody called me. Mm-hmm. I almost deleted the voicemail and everything because I was, you know, that's when the spam calls were really kicking in. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, nah. But then I listened to it and they are like, yeah, I'm calling for Danielle. Um, this is about the therapy. Da, 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 da. And I was just like, oh, okay, you know, let's do this. And yeah, history was made. And it turns out my doctor was my neighbor, low key. Like That's she lived creepy. up. It was a little too close because she lived like up the street. She was like, oh, where do you live? I was like, South Pasadena. She's like, me too. What streets? And we started getting into it. She's like, oh my God, you live by the fresco? And I was like, Right. I was like, what are the legalities of all this? But at the same time, it was like it was comfortable. It was like she was my aunt, you know, mm-hmm. the aunt I never had. So right. I was all for the experience. It was just different. Um, but yeah, no, that was um my journey as far as starting therapy. Um what else? What about the cost of therapy? Expensive? Nope. Well, I got insurance. So that's the key part of having insurance. When you do find your doctor and network, it shouldn't cost you more than your copay for any other type of doctor visit. Yeah. So I think that's the problem with a lot of people. I, I think the problem is there's a lot of us that don't have insurance. So a it's lot like my thing is so these people that don't have insurance, they're just supposed to be fucked up, huh? Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, I know some people have sliding scales, but I can't afford $100 an hour. I'm not going to lie to you. And the no. first person I talked to when I was trying to find a therapist, I think it was 180 a session. Mm. So I'm like, and I thought about it too, because I'm like, you know what? 
it's like an investment to yourself. Right. So you're like, okay, it could be worth it. But if there's some Jordans I wanted, I'm gonna go get them. So, but you're growing <laughs> more than once a month. Exactly. <laughs> so. I'm like, man, I knew I was going more than one session. I'm like, this ain't a, this ain't a quick fix. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. I need the whole car wash, not just the uh, rims done. That part. Yeah. <laughs> that part. I feel you. My sister told me she paid seventy five a session. She and that was real sister. <laughs> Ooh, I was like, woo, child. And that was a discount because yeah. I think she told me her doctor wasn't in that work, but it was like through her job, so to speak. So it was like some type of discount program, which is great. But even still, like you've got to think about this. If you're trying to go every week or even bi-weekly, that's a hundred to a couple hundred dollars a month. Yeah. Um, I know I don't got it. Like, that's a stretch. That is stretching me thin. But you know, it's all about investing yourself. Some people will do it, and I respect mm-hmm. them if they do. You know, going gotta out invest in your mental health, man. Absolutely. It's just like if you go to the gym, you should go to therapy. Yeah. Because you're gonna have this nice ass body with a fucked up head. <laughs> it's just like a waste of goods. Exactly. You know, you're not valuable. Exactly. You're good to nobody. No. My key question: Is it hard for Black people to find therapists? Yes. Versus the other point I had. Oh, yeah, sorry, I interrupted the question. Okay. <laughs> this one I don't get interviewed. I don't, I'm not good at this shit. You're fine. My question is: Is it hard for Black people to find therapists, or is it harder for them to accept the fact that they should go? Ooh, I I don't think it's accepting the fact. I think it's just like, all right, this is what I think. This is what I tell people. Growing up, do you remember watching like sitcoms and shit and movies and just anything that had a therapist or a counselor? It was like they were called like shrinks and shit. Shrinks, yeah. They like they, if somebody was going to this shrink, they're like putting an asylum, you know what I mean? And it just yeah. looked crazy as fuck. And for the longest, I thought that's what therapy was. Like, seriously, like if you go to therapy, you're crazy as fuck, you're gonna be in a white jacket. You know what I mean? You got this weird-ass white man asking you questions. And other than the jacket and, you know what I'm saying, that type of shit, that's really what it is. Because most of these weird white motherfuckers, that no, was flat. <laughs> but, uh, but I think it's just like the pe- the picture that was painted the therapy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I actually just had this conversation with somebody that's an actual psychologist. I'm like, man, y'all have to do a better job at advertising and marketing what therapy is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm not... Yes, we have to go find the information. You know what I mean? But with this being something that's such a stigma in our community, you can't just say, oh, go find the information. Or I'm here. I put it out there. No, fuck that. You know what I mean? Like, we don't even know where to go. You know what I mean? It's some niggas right now that don't even have social media that I know. Like, where I'm from? Like, it's a nigga that on my street, my dog, my dog Izzy, he does not have social media. This nigga don't be on the internet. This nigga be bringing, showing me old shit sometimes. Like, bro, you ever seen this? You ever seen this? That's my brother. You know what I'm saying? But he's not on, he's not on the internet like that. So how is he going to find out about therapists, you know, mental health awareness? Like, like, oh shit, I might actually have an issue. You know what I'm saying? He just, he works, he works a job. You know what I mean? Go home every day. And that's it. That's his life. It's simple. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But then even for those simple people, 
Don't call it. Don't call okay. it the SM. Not- that's that's <laughs> fucked up. Come on now. Wait, I'm just saying for people who aren't looking for it, they're not going to find it. But how do you know to look for it? Now, man, you, we're out here. This shit is different. This is what people don't understand. Like in Cali, that shit is everywhere. Now, you got all types of people talking about check on your mental health. Motherfuckers yeah. is doing heroin. It's talking about. Yo, go check on your mental health, bro. Fucked <laughs> up. I'm on meth. Go check on your mental health. But when you go into these some of these small cities, you know, it's a lot of blue-collar workers. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like it's people, even people in my family. They they get up, you know what I'm saying? They take care of their family, they go to work, they come home, eat dinner, watch a TV show, they go to sleep. What point of part of the day? I didn't say nothing about internet, I didn't say nothing about social media. At what part of the day are they going to find out, oh, I need to take care of my mental health? Think about your parents. Like, I think, you know, my dad is more observant of this shit now because I talk about it a lot. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But I can remember the first time I had a panic attack. This nigga told me to breathe. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I can't fault him because I didn't do. know. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And my father's a, an amazing father. Who would have known what to do at that point? He said, you know? just breathe. What are you right. doing? I'm, like, I'm trying. <laughs> like, I can't. You know what I mean? So it's like, you can't say, oh, the information is out there. You know what I mean? It is out there. And yes, we have to put that work in. But y'all need to be putting in as much work. You know what I mean? I get it. Sometimes a psychologist or a therapist, you get your clients, you get your money, you get your bag, you good. You know so what I'm saying? Want- but you you have more of a responsibility, especially yeah. I, I feel as as a black therapist and a black psychologist, you can market yourself better. I, I watch some of these people now, they put the driest shit on their Instagrams, their social media, and all that. I'm like, this is not nobody's looking at this. Like, I go to therapy, you know what I mean? I advocate for this shit. I'm not paying. It. I don't want to see that. It's boring. You know what I mean? And granted, I'm a creative, so I might look at it a little different. But I'm like, these colors aren't attracting me. This font you use is ugly as shit. I'm scrolling right through your shit. Make a cool ass flyer. You know what I mean? Like something that makes me say, yo, I want to go to that. If you put, if I see the word therapy in the right light, I'm at least going to think like, damn, maybe I do need that shit. Even if I don't need it, I'm like, Therapy. I wonder what's that about. You know what I mean? But if I just see Times New Roman font come to my mental health awareness event, I'm not going to that shit because it don't even seem like it's for me. I feel that. I feel that 100%. I do see both sides of this, though, because it's like, okay, how does a therapist market themselves? Because that's essentially like a marketing advertising route. Like, okay, you can make flyers, but like, then where do you put them? In your community? Yep. Put them at the liquor store. Why can't you put it? Why can't a therapist put a flyer at a liquor store? You can. He's going to buy that Hennessy. You absolutely can. But then I also think about like, how are other therapists who never did that, that are like, you know, been in the game for about 15, 20 years, like, how do they even get started? Because it's like, how do you even put yourself out there? Like, oh, I'm a therapist now. Like, who do you bring in as clients? Exactly. But at some point, they got started. They went and got their, right. They got their clients. They got their, they said, okay, I need five clients to pay my rent. Yeah, you know what I mean. They got their five clients and said, "I'm good." You know mm-hmm. what I mean. But everybody talking like, "Oh, mental health awareness, the stigma." Now, if they get called for that interview and it be put on a platform, they going. You know what I mean. You know why? Because it's gonna make it more popular. You know, you can grow in a doctor field or some shit like that. But what about 
the random nigga in the hood that go to the liquor store every day to deal with his problems. You know what I mean? That doesn't know that this type of shit even exists. But do you ever think about like the people that do go in those liquor stores, if they do see that fly or anything, you really think they're going to pay that? Like that's the, at that attention? point, at that point it's like, okay, you try, but I'm just, I, I'm not knocking any therapists. I'm not knocking any psychologists. I'm not knocking none of them. You know right. what I'm saying? Cause I know they put that work in. They went and got the education. You know what I'm saying? That's, I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? And I wouldn't even try. You know what I mean? But it's extra steps that some of these people can take. Because I'm like, if we don't help our people, who's going to help? You know what I mean? Very true. So going back into my original point, I do feel like a large quantity of black folk don't want to go. Yeah. Versus knowing there is that option to go. I think that's the bigger the bigger argument. Like that they don't know that they can go? Um, well, some of it is they don't know, like the education or just the knowledge of not knowing. But there's also, it, it ties into the stigma of not going because it looks like I'm crazy. So, like, especially you being a black man, black men especially will not go because they don't feel. For example, my granddad is going right now, right? Mm-hmm. I've even asked him. It's been almost, I want to say almost a year, I think. And I've asked him, like, how do you feel like you've progressed? Do you feel like it's helping? He literally says no. And I'm just like, so why are you even going? He's like, I mean, there's no helping me at this point. Like, everything he's went through in his life, he doesn't feel like can change. And I, I scratched my head to the stakes. I'm like, well, why are you still... Like, I feel like there's a lot of denial there. Mm-hmm. But it's because he's an older black man. He's 80. He's going to deny, 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 because that's all... Because he's probably seen more shit. I know he has. So it's like, I what the know. fuck you going to tell me? I get it, but damn. Like, the fact that you're saying out loud, like, this doesn't help me, mm-hmm. is like the big picture and I'm sure there's a lot of men especially black men out there that are like oh it's not going to help me because xyz whatever they went through I feel like that's the bigger argument versus the availability the fact that they can but they just don't try and I do feel like your point is valid too the marketing or just like therapists putting themselves out there like that isn't really widespread the bandwidth isn't tangible. So, but I don't know. It's it's just, I don't know. You're dealing with something that's plagued our community for a long time. Plagued our community? I think it's plagued. That, that's, that's kind of a... I mean, no, I like it. It's, it's a plague. You know? Because it's a problem. Yeah. It's a problem. It, the fact that people feel like they can't express what they're going through and don't feel like they have someone they can go to is a problem, you know, if it's not their own, their family or anything like that. But and you got to think we're trying to, we're trying to break a mindset of, you know, be strong, you know, yeah. as black people, you have to be strong, get through that shit. Don't cry, get over it. Some of the grandfather, 80, 80 years old. 80. So through his childhood, Rough. Be strong. Don't cry. Don't let them see you sweat for the next 
40 years after his childhood. Be strong. Don't cry. Don't let him see you sweat. Now at 80, therapy is cool. Grandpa, let's go to therapy. Fuck that shit. <laughs> my fucking cigarettes. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. But I'm going to go for you, baby girl. Grandpa and that bitch like, man, come on. I don't want to be here. <laughs> like, I could be watching stories. I could be doing I could be drinking a beer. Shit, right? I could be watching porn. Like, something. <laughs> but this shit, like, come on, man. Yeah. So it's like I, you know, I at that point I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. I'm not going to lie to you. You know what I mean? Because I, mm. you know, I don't. My grandparents, my grandfathers aren't alive right now. But I couldn't mm. even imagine telling my grandfather like, "Oh, well, I think you should go to therapy." Like, oh, sh- whatever. We're <laughs> we're <a> still <stolen>. yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So I think you just keep you just keep pushing it. You know what I mean? Even if they say like, "No, nah, this ain't it. I don't want to do this. It's not going to help me." Just keep pushing it because it might be something the therapist says one day and it clicks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't just give up on helping people. You know what I mean? Like, now if he just say he ain't gonna go, Grandpa, hey, Grandpa deserves that. You know what I mean? To make that, the, he has the right to make that decision. Absolutely, absolutely. He's a grown ass man, right? But okay, so as an advocate, how do you approach? that conversation with your peers, family, et cetera. Because I know my experience, I don't like to push it too hard, like therapy. You know, mm-hmm. I don't like that to be the first thing to fly out of my mouth. I like to make sure it makes sense for their situations that they're describing to me, you know? Yeah. Um, whether, you know, you're going through a grieving, you've lost someone, you know, the variables vary, but it's like, okay, I, I like to lightly or mildly bring it to their attention. Like, have you looked into therapy? You know, I like to ask it like that because sometimes people get really defensive. So you're asking, how do you convince your friends that you feel need therapy to go? Sure. Like, how do you approach people about it? I don't. um, You don't. I don't approach them. No, no. Because you don't force it on nobody. You know what I mean? You have the conversation. Yeah. And... They might say something in your head. You might be like, damn, this nigga needs some therapy for real. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you bring yeah. it up like, bro, you ever thought about going to therapy? And they'd be like, no, nah, fuck that shit. And I'll say, since I went, like, you might feel a little bit better. You know what I mean? Now, I know if it's my real friends, they know I'm not going to lead them astray. I'm not going to lead them down a wrong path on purpose. You know what I mean? Because everybody leads their friends down wrong paths at times. But my friends trust me. You know what I mean? So... And that's one of the reasons I even say oh, I'm a mental health advocate is because I know it's people that they see me going mm-hmm. as much shit as I talk, you know what I'm saying? As much wild shit that, that I've done. And it's like, if Easy's doing it, maybe I should try it. You know what I mean? But it's some, it's a couple of friends I'm like, no, you know, they might not have to go. But it's a couple of people I'm like, yo, if I get this nigga to go, then I've done my job. It's one person, it's one friend, I'm not gonna say his name. Everybody probably know who he is. <laughs> but if I if he ever goes to therapy, I'm good. I've done my job. For real. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the rest of the world. This nigga go to therapy. That's a win. I'm I'm I won. Mm. You know what I mean? But I think it, you just you just gotta be real about it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody expect, respects when you're real about some shit. You know what I mean? Like I haven't been to Cleveland in a long time. I know when I go home, there's going to be people talking shit. Oh, you're that therapy shit. Don't be being all deep, nigga. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's cool. I can take that. I got thick skin. And I talk a lot of shit. So it's, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. But I think you just got to be real about it. Honestly. Simple as that. I like that. I like that a lot. It's hard. 
because like some people really be going through it. Mm-hmm. My thing is like I don't sometimes I'm not the right outlet for them. You know, you right. know how people come to you with the problem and like the problem is so extreme. You're like I don't have the solution, girl. Like I don't know what you want me mm-hmm. to say. Is essentially the bottom line. So it's like here's this thing. Here's something else you could do. But it's like, I know for me, it's all about like the wording of it. Like, I don't like to just be like, Oh, just go to therapy. Like it's little, yeah. all, all your problems are solved because that's the thing. Therapy sessions, like your problem isn't solved in like one session. Mm-hmm. I've been going for a little over a year. So like a year and a half at this point, how long have you been going? Since March. Since March? Oh, I thought it's been a year. Seems longer than that, right? Yeah. But that's good. I mean, long almost nine months yeah Yeah. so but then like how do you like every session is different right Mm -hmm. you never know what you're going to get into right because i actually still try to hold back some stuff even though i'm paying for this shit i still hold shit back because it's it's hard man like it's hard to put all your shit on the table some of the shit you you be embarrassed like you don't even feel comfortable (laughs) talking about some of this shit with yourself i'm just about to come to you and just Feel my fucking guts, like that's it. But after you do, you're like, oh man, I, I feel so relieved because I got this shit off my fucking chest. You know what I mean? For me, it was it was more so about I wanted to get my thoughts more organized because you know I'm, I'm definitely a Virgo, I'm an overthinker, like fuck, and I'm a creative at the same time. So my mind is always going. You know what I'm saying? I had to figure out how to slow that shit back down. Yeah. And when you, you know, I'm from Cleveland. You know what I mean? Cleveland Heights, and when Cleveland you, Heights, got to. That's, I love Cleveland Heights. When you come out to a place like LA, now you're competing with every other creative. So you're putting your mind in overdrive. It's a speed that you're not used to. You know what I mean? So you're trying to be the most creative person. You're trying to be the best at everything you do in overdrive. You yeah. know what I mean? So you go a little crazy. You know what I mean? So. You have to feel, figure out how, how do we slow this back down at a pace where I can still compete, I can still win, you know what I mean? I can still do the things that I need to do and not lose my fucking mind, you know what I mean? That was one of the reasons I went. Another one of the reasons I went was because I predicted over, I said 2019, there's going to be a lot of things that come my way. I want to be prepared for this shit, you know what I mean? Like You have to be prepared for wins. You can win sometimes and not be prepared for it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? But I wanted to be prepared mentally, still working on the physical part. Mm-hmm. Like, I got a lot of work to do with that. You feel <laughs> me? You know, I mean, I am like a you 10, run. but I'm trying to be like a 12. You feel me? Not okay, my, uh, hey, now. You're 12. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I feel you. Um, therapy sessions are so up and down. You never know how you're going to come out. Oh, for me, anyway. Right. Sometimes I come out relieved, like, oh, all right. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm going out with even more of an anxiety because it's almost like my therapist likes to kind of leave me with homework, you right. know, like, oh, make sure you go journal about such and such. And I don't want to do that. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do it, but I know I have to. But I know when I don't do it, that's when it kind of like fucks with me through the week. And it's like, okay, well, I didn't do it. She told me to do it. And then like when you go back into the session, she brings it up. It's mm-hmm. almost like. You're lying to your mom, you know? It's, yeah. It feels like, okay, well, but at the end of the day, it's not even about them. It's about yourself. Like, you're cheating on yourself almost. Right. You know, everything is very personal. They're just guiding you through your personal journey. It's nothing to do with them. 
and like disappointed them. Because I think I did come in one time like, oh, I'm, I'm going to disappoint you. I said something like that. Mm-hmm. She's like, you're not going to disappoint me. You're disappointing yourself. Like it's not, it has nothing to do with me. All of this stuff is for you. And I kind of put that back into perspective. Like, oh yeah, that's more of the point of why I'm here. To make sure what I'm doing makes sense for me and me alone. Have you ever been to therapy high? Therapy high? Oh, gone? Yeah. Ooh, I think so. I think think so. That should probably probably be deepest shit. (laughs) I went... Well, like, I had an edible the night before. And, you know, those linger. So it did linger. And my appointment was, like, a Saturday at 11. And I was just like, "Hmm, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And I showed up. And I think I was just a lot more calm. I don't know if she knew. She may have. But it was just, like, I was calm. I I don't remember the appointment at all, though. I don't. But she never brought it up again. It wasn't a big deal. I went through it. I was coherent. (laughs) I was able to talk. Uh yeah, I think everything went fine. You've never done it? I'm surprised. No, nah, because I really be trying to learn. Not really, be, they be trying to heal. As you should. <laughs> Don't I feel like yeah, really devote that hour to yourself. Be be cognizant. Be present. Being present is probably like my biggest thing. Being yeah. present, being balanced are like my two biggest hurdles in my life. Because, like, you want to do it all. I mean, I do. I want to do as much as I can, but then, like, I feel defeated at the same time. And I just want to cry about it. But then it's like, okay, you can always cry about it. But then you have to get up and go, you know? Make sure you're being effort or putting the effort into what you want to do. Okay, so then you also host. Can I call you a host on this one? Yes. You host Therapy Hour at Comfort LA. Yes. With Crystal. Crystal Wright, licensed clinical social worker. She's great. I like her. Shout out to Mark and Jeremy, owners of Comfort LA, for providing me as well as a million other black people with this fucking amazing space. platform. Yes. You know, and space and all that good shit. Love it. Tell us more about the event, though. Because I've gone to one. I've gone to one therapy hour. Um, oh, we need this on camera. Hold on. <laughs> I need this promo. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> Therapy hour is actually really, really insightful. Um, I like the little icebreaker that we did in the beginning where we were broken up into teams and we were just forced to work with each other to build something. That's huge. And then we got into journaling. We got into essential oils. We got into a little bit of everything. I think just touching on like the surface of all these is really groundbreaking to allow others to explore, you know, their own journey with therapy and other things um i didn't make it to your last one so no that was the only one the, the i next, thought you had another one the next one is october 10th <laughs> oh okay hey now it hasn't happened yet yeah that's exciting how do you feel about your event i love it um i've done a lot of events since i've been out in la but this one is very special to me like we could have had two people there and i would just been happy because <laughs> It's like, we need this. You know what I mean? Um, nobody's talking anymore. Nobody's even having regular conversations. And I value conversations so much. You know, it's like, even with this podcast, we're like, yo, let's on this podcast. Sure, let's do it. You know what I mean? Because um, yeah. it's just real conversation. It's not through social media. It's not a DM. And we need that. You know, our community, it's like, we get hurt badly, like, 
every fucking day, damn near. You know what I mean? Like the whole trial that's going on with the Amber Geiger situation. And I'm, oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't want to date your podcast because I don't know when this is coming out. But mm. we got to talk about this type of stuff. You know, it's like we some sometimes we're like, oh, there we go again. Here we go again. And we just internalize everything. But, you know, Therapy Hour is dope. Um, Crystal does an amazing job. Crystal, I hosted, but Crystal kind of does all of the ninety eight percent of the talking because <laughs> yeah. you know I didn't want to I didn't want to be one of these false prophets coming giving advice about some shit that I'm not even educated on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't mind talking about my experiences, but people need to talk about somebody that really know what the fuck they're talking about. They need to talk to somebody that really knows what the fuck they're talking about because, like I said, people hurting man and. I'm not saying I'm going to save everybody and, you know, these aren't one, one-on-one therapists or counseling sessions, but it's a group of us together as one doing different mindfulness exercises. You know, we're learning about simple shit like essential oils, why they're so awesome. Um, we're journaling. Mm-hmm. Our community needs this, seriously. And I don't know. I just wanted to provide the outlet. I could go throw another party tomorrow. Cool, but who is that really helping? You know, I'm not saying I wouldn't throw another party, but this is just more important right now to me. I feel you absolutely. You should cater it to what you want, and yeah. like parties are too uh, an outlet in a way where right. you can decompress, have fun. But then this is a different kind of decompress, a different avenue for people yeah. who aren't trying to party, people who want to, you know, sit down, be present, right. Get something off their chest, maybe. Exactly. So, and, and I, sometimes it's good to see that other people are might be going through certain. Sim, excuse me. It's good to see that other people are going through certain situations that you're going through as well. Certain similar situations. Absolutely. That's the wine. Yeah. My like, God damn. <laughs> it's the wine and the sangria blended. Yeah. Absolutely. It's essentially letting them know it's a safe space. Right. They're not alone. You know, mm-hmm. there's someone who could relate to you probably. And we're not going to judge you. And there's no judgment. Yeah, you can come to therapy hour. You're not going to get judged. It's very relaxing. It's not heavy. And if you don't want to speak, you don't have to. You don't have to. Just come and listen. That's that's fine. Maybe you just want to come journal. Maybe you just want to sit there and don't want to be part of the conversation, but you just want to hear the conversation. I'm fine with that. Just come through and hear hear it. You know what I'm saying? You're going to learn something. You're going to laugh. You might shed a tear. You might be like, oh, shit, I went through the same thing. You know, that's, that's all I want. Honestly, that's true. I almost cried when I spoke about family, and I was like, I didn't even know why I was overwhelmed with emotion like that, but I yeah. was. And I just remember hearing my voice just cracking all the time. I was like, God damn! But yeah, no, but that's did you real. feel comfortable? Yeah, I felt good. And, exactly, because it was like it's also. I do think it's because it's Comfort LA too, because it's such an intimate space. It's not right. like a huge auditorium or anything like crazy big. And it was just like, you know, a small group of us. And we did all introduce ourselves. So it was like, okay, you know. And mm-hmm. some people you know or I knew. So it's yeah. like, okay, cool. I'm not, you know, it felt easy. It was just like, oh, okay. I'm in a safe space. I can say what I want. I can be myself, so mm-hmm. to speak. So I like it. I think you should keep going with it. Thank you. You and Crystal, you guys are doing an amazing job. Crystal is one of the dopest people I've ever met in my fucking life. Yeah, I love her. <laughs> she's and you know, she's just so articulate with it. Because it's hard to say what you're going through, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> but 
when you have someone who can, because she has the education background, so she has the knowledge to put it into terms for you. Like, Mm -hmm. this is what you may be going through. And then you just kind of build on that. Like, okay, you know, you take what you get out of it, like gems, you know. So it's all personal. It's great. I love it. Cheers to Crystal. (laughs) Crystal, you the shit, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Do we finish this? No, 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 I appreciate you. That sounded so wrong over audio. <laughs> Happy that you had me. Happy you could do this for me. Yeah. <laughs> Did that sound sexual? My bad. Thank you. Thank you. Um, would you like to plug your events? So you have therapy hour coming October 10th. Therapy. Excuse me. I'm turning my camera. I shoot content. So if you hear us talking about cameras on here, I'm sorry. But I, <laughs> you know, I need all my fucking content. So fuck yeah. <laughs> do what um, you got to do. Therapy hour, October 10th. Um, first week of every month, first Thursday of every month. Um, you can follow me at I am so easy. Um, comfort underscore LA for the best content, best food. We are the culture. Um, yeah, one dream. That's my production company. Yes. Uh, shout out my dog Cordero Davis. And yeah, we we here. I think that's that's pretty much it. Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Stand up, baby. We out here. Feel me. <laughs> Also, Cordy, if I had a chocolate advice, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, well, that was another episode. Thank you for tuning in, you guys. What's going Girl, what? Girl, what? Yes, there we go. <laughs> Bye, guys. Toodles. <laughs>